You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, people? Uh... Yes. New team, new blood. New attitude. Best win of the year. Best one of the year. I mean, now you're sounding like Bobby. You're coming in hot like Bobby. Come I'm on. coming in hot. I'm coming in real hot Friday night. Listen, how many Friday nights have we sat here after a completely lifeless, pathetic effort? Just been like, man, I could be out. We could be doing something fun right now, but we're stuck. We could be here. gigging. Yeah. yeah. We could be gigging. We could be giggling, whatever you want to call it. We could be doing it. But we're, but tonight. <laughs> Tonight we are doing those things because it's actually a solid effort, start to finish. These guys fought, and um, to me, I've been criticizing these guys because I think all their wins have been fake recently. This to me is a is a good one. Yeah, no, that's this the- this was yeah, this was a good one. This this was a good one because they didn't just roll over teams. I mean, remember they, they came in winning six in a row, and the average margin of victory has been like twenty point five points per game. So it was good to see them actually have to fight and battle their way against a good team. I mean, Jokic, my God. I mean, damn, he's like ridiculously good. And then I give Rob Williams. We'll talk about Rob Williams at some point. But he, he, look, Jokic is good, and they were able to hey. withstand him doing Jokic things and get the win. This would be the Rob Williams game if it wasn't the Derek White game. But we're gonna give the guy his due. We're gonna also welcome in Bobby and Joe Sway from the Garden in a little bit. Um, nice. But uh, look, man, crap! You didn't know this guy was playing until minutes prior. Um, he comes out. Impact right away, hits a yeah. three, makes a steal. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, zipping you know, around, makes, makes a couple of assists, zipping around. Uh, impossible not to like it. You know, uh, he had a couple of should have been assists. So shout out Grant yeah. Williams. Grant who killed him. Yes, that one. That one at the basket. My gosh, that <laughs> was two. yeah. Uh, but but, but the yeah. first one, the first yeah. But he, I mean, he was good. He was really really good. And I, I had a. Um, I had a chance to talk to assistant coach Will Hardy before the game, who was in San Antonio with Derek. And actually, I wrote about that for fullcourtpress.bulletin.com, where he's talking about Derek. And the one thing he said before the game that just kind of, I, I just kind of tucked that away, and I was really looking for that, is he talked about Derek's toughness and how fans are going to love this guy because he's a he's a hard nosed, diving for the loose balls type of guy. And you start going through his numbers. He's, this will be the third year in a row where he's ranked in the top seven in charges drawn, uh, which everyone loves that. Uh, he had a game in a bubble where he drew not one, not two, but five charges in one game, which there are teams that don't even draw that many, and he did it in one game. So mm-hmm. this – the one thing – again, he's a good player who has, I think, a, a very specific 
niche about him. He can do a little bit of a, a lot of different things. Nothing great. Um, but when you look at his story, I mean, he's giving you what you need. He's giving this team exactly what they need at this point. Um, so I thought Derek White came as advertised based on, on the research that I did over the last 24 hours, talking to a couple people, watching all my favorite YouTube highlights, um, came as advertised, came out there, provided a little spark, some energy all over the place. John already touched on all little things that he did, but the best thing I think what, what White can do is just anyone who's ever been on a, on a team or even in the workplace, you get the new guy in the office, or you get the new guy in the team. That gives you a little life, gives you a little spark, kind of gives you, uh, you know, mixes things up, and and it might fire some guys up. I thought Marcus Smart tonight played with a purpose from start to finish. I don't know if that's a coincidence or what. I'm sure you guys saw that too. I mean, from the very first play of the game, I mean, he was diving on the. Not, I'm not saying he doesn't usually do stuff like that, but it just felt like he came to play tonight. And um, great. I mean, if if that's what it's going to be, if it's if it's to Marcus Smart, uh, you know. A competition type thing because i'm sure he knows that you know Derek white has some similarities to his game and, and i mean it's 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 pretty obvious what's going on here i think so um if that's going to bring out the best in everybody great because tonight they needed they needed that type of performance because anytime you're going against a a, a team that has you know an mvp player on on that team you need to bring it and um i thought they did and and there were points where they went down 10 and i was like damn, it doesn't feel like they should be down 10 right now. And then sure enough, they would claw right back in. So I thought they showed some fight tonight. And listen, I'm not going to say they won because Derek White joined the team, but I do think that that had a, a big effect. And you can certainly see his value. He's a big guard. Um, and he made some nice passes tonight. Those second, you know, those passes that might otherwise be four shots, he seems to see the floor well. And on the other hand, even though he didn't hit all his shots, he wasn't hesitating to shoot them. You know, he... He got the ball at the three-point line. He, he put it up, you know, whether they fell or not. So it's good to see that he's a confident player, even though, even though this is his first game and he probably didn't even know if he was going to play until we knew, you know, roughly right, right, what, 30, 45 minutes before the game. So all things only, considered, I thought it was pretty solid. Not only did he play, Jimmy, he did, he, he, like, he played, like, the amount of minutes you would expect him to play, in, like, in a regular game. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, like – I mean, they, didn't work, they weren't drawing plays up for him, but it just goes to show that his familiar and, – and we haven't even talked about this, but let's be honest. Ime had, Ime had to have a pretty big hand in this trade going down because of the, of the history that, that he has with White, not only in San Antonio, but with Team USA. So they didn't need to have this sit-down meeting and, you know, here's what I think you can do for us type thing. Like, they already know. There's got to be some unspoken, you know, connection there. So, yeah, I, I think he's easy to sort of slide right in and just – play his game. He may, he may already knows what he's getting um, with him. Joe Sway in the building. He also benefits from What's up, fellas? What's going on, Joe Sway? Uh, it's a party in here, man. Everyone celebrate. <laughs> Hang the banner. <laughs> Not quite, but the vibes are there. You know, everyone's happy with what they saw. This is a hard part. Hard-fought, uh, gritty win, if you ask me, on the defensive end. I mean, they just never let up in that fourth quarter. I don't know, man. It's the idea. This is the uh, identity of this team, right? Is it? It's, it's the identity of them this week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think it's, it's, the, it's the identity that they want to have. But 
the body of work. I mean, right now they're trending towards yeah, that's their identity. But it, but as we all know, it hasn't been like that all season. Uh, so, but I, you know, the addition of Derek White kind of adds to the direction that they want to go in. Uh, they want to be a tough, gritty, defensive-minded team that can get after it, and he certainly fits in well with that. Yeah, for sure, and I, and I think his playmaking yes, ability. No, I was going to say I think his playmaking ability is obviously is a is a big part of this, you know. In uh, his his threat from behind the arc, I know the percentage isn't great, but I think he's going to get a lot of open looks because of obviously guys like Tatum and Brown. And you know, I loved one play in particular where Tatum tossed it from one corner to the other, and, and he without even thinking went right into a three pointer. You know, I, I think that's the kind of guy you want to. That's the kind of confidence you want to see in someone like that, especially in his debut. But not to mention the fact that it was easy for everyone to point out, and, and myself included, how low he's been shooting you know, from, from three this season. But for this team, the way this uh, defense orchestrates the or defense triggers the offense type of approach, he's, he's a perfect fit. I mean, just like uh, to, to quote Brad Stevens when he talked about helping his best players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Joe Sway, did it feel, I asked you about this too, did it feel like, a different sort of vibe and I mean there was was there a I think Sherrod maybe I forget if we were on camera or if this was before we went live but was there like a buzz in there tonight you know where people kind of fired up for a new look here I feel like there was I mean you know the, everyone saw the pictures of Daniel Tice being back in the mix obviously you know his relationship with Rob and the people really enjoy that type of stuff but he was in you know he was on the bench he wasn't here the whole game, but he was in the first half. And um, I think all of that was, was relevant. You know, everyone's obviously enjoying it. It's somewhat uh, nice out, you know, for, for January or for February, rather. And I feel like that was a little bit to do with it as well. I feel like a little more people, uh, a, a larger crowd this, this this time around. So that helped too. But, yeah, you felt those vibes right, right away because of the trade. Everyone wants to see what this team looks like. And, of course, I don't think most people didn't didn't expect to see uh, to see White tonight, but that's exactly what we saw. And those eight points and you know eight straight points was was a heck of a start, heck of a debut. And, and uh, I felt like that uh, that that lingered throughout the, the course of the first half, a little bit into the second half, until the Celtics uh, eventually shut the door. But man, Rob Williams, I mean, that's a guy who really got this crowd on his on his feet, man. That play, obviously, there's the the, the, the big one down the stretch, but just time and time again, you know, just just beating the the, the, the defender to the spot. And not only doing that, but triggering the fast break and then ending it on, on the same play. I mean, that kind of stuff, man, we, we, we have to start giving him more props and things like that because you just don't see that across the league, for big men across the league. And I know we had a conversation last time or, you know, the, the, the last time I was on about Rob potentially being that third star for this Celtics team. And he's continuing to show that. He's continuing to show more confidence and, and show more dominance, on, especially on the uh, defensive side. This is, yeah, I mean, this, this is what a third superstar looks like. Uh, you going against the league MVP, he's going to get his numbers, but damn it, you better contest, you better fight, you better scrap to hold your own against him. And Rob did that the entire game. Um, I, I, I thought down the stretch he made some amazing defensive plays, some really, you know, uh, multi-effort, help side defensive plays that you just, they're just a very select number of players in the league who can contest some of those plays, let alone actually complete right. them with blocks and things like that. So big game for Rob, big game for him. Yeah, they were looking for him tonight. It feels like some games they do, some games they don't. Or maybe Rob was just being a little bit more um, decisive and, and calling for it because it seemed like there was a little bit of a connection between, like, just throwing it up to him. You know what I mean? It's simple as that sometimes. You know, it, they, you know, Rob found himself under the rim, and the easy play sometimes is – 
instead of to for, force a layup, if you have a guy you can just toss it up to and have him throw it down. I mean, he was throwing it down off of deflections. I mean, Jokic yeah. tonight, he even got a hand on one, and he still grabbed it and and and, and put it down. So he was um, definitely um, locked in tonight. So I just think it was one of those games where, for whatever reason, they came to play. Um, and, the, and the Nuggets, I thought – they played fairly well too. I mean, they, they were hitting some big threes and, and, you know, Aaron Gordon seems to really be a, a force when he wants to be. Um, that was a good pickup. And uh, I, I think, you know, going back, I, I would have loved to have ended up with Aaron Gordon somehow last year, but that's a story for another day. Um, but hey, for another, for another trade deadline. Yeah. It's just a story yeah. for another trade deadline. Hey, this trade deadline, <laughs> Depending on who you ask, this trade deadline was either much better or much worse than last year's trade deadline. Uh, much better. Come on. No? Much better. I mean, I, I so I don't know how I mean, you guys I mean, want to get into it. We, after what we know now, you know, with Fournier and all that. Yeah, Guys, yeah, like I, I said, the, it's, the, it's this, the, 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 you're not going to know how good this trade deadline was yeah, until 2028. But honestly, like realistically, you're not going to know. You're not. I'm half joking, well, that's, but you're that's, not. No, you're thinking about that thing. Well, obviously, but yeah. I am like crazy. I think that's lunacy, but that's not going to make the deal. If Derek White is a really solid ball player, you're happy that you made the deal, but you don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know what the pick's going to be. I, I think most people have given up on Romeo entirely. That's fine. Uh, but ultimately, it's as much about that as it is what's the next move. You know, like I can't believe that this is the final move and everyone's talking about. And again, you guys talked about Marcus Smart here. You guys talked about, you know, Smart came out cooking tonight, and Smart was playing with purpose. He freaking very well, you know, you know, should have right because Derek White, in you know, in many people's estimation, is a potential Marcus Smart replacement. When you're talking about what's one of the motivations of making the move that the Celtics did, stacking salaries so you can make a big move next year, and. The, the 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 thought that you're going to keep both of these guys around for the long term doesn't seem likely it doesn't mean it's impossible but it just feels like someone's got to go eventually and you know I, I i don't know how marcus feels about this but he played his ass off tonight so i mean you know totally. it, it lit a fire but yeah i'm not ruling anything a win and not a win after a single night, because again, you got to see what other dominoes fall along the way. But if this is the player you got, you're satisfied with the player you got. Um, right. I, how much Take it helps them down? How much it helps them down the road? I don't know. You look at another poor shooting night like this, and you look around and you're like, man, really could have you? When Tatum and Brown don't shoot, you're looking around like, ah, who's gonna knock down the shots? They got what they needed tonight. They might have to just win a lot of rock fights, you know? Um, but you know what? I think they're going to, in those situations, John, I'm yeah. wondering if now they're able to withstand poor shooting nights if a guy like White can facilitate a little bit more and get Rob involved more. Or they play crazy defense and you're holding well, yeah, team, well, you know, good, good teams yeah. under 100, right? Sure. It's Let's the say- defense that's going to really just bail their asses out on a lot of nights right. now. And they got another guy. It's easy to find. I, th- I think they they realize that they have a much better shot of finding like White bolster that defense than they are finding a, a star shooter because he's, he's got a guy who can knock. Means he's not as good or he's yeah. so hard defensively. Uh, Sherrod, but, you sound a little bit underwater there. Just letting you know from the audio. I don't know if something got got funky there, but yeah, we uh, we heard you. Sorry. 
No, I okay. know. You got the mask, too. I'm not telling you to take it. No, I think it's because we both came in at the same time. Okay. You, I'm you just guys messed with I'm him? Blame. Yeah, it's Josue, obviously. Real quick, I, I do want to tell people one thing before we get started. Wow. We, got a lot of, we got a lot of you in the chat What's right up, Bobby? now. Uh, who's got a thing that's making noise right now? Everyone. Not me, bro. Join our Discord channel. Yes, we've done it. We did it. We're discording, okay? Um, CLNS Media Discord channel, which means you can jump on there, chat with us, and I am going to hop on this chat. I'm on it right now, and I might chat with you a little bit there, but I will hang out, and I'm going to chat with people after You're the on game. the Discord right now? I was in there. Yeah, I'm in. I'm out. I'm oh, out. that's why uh, you're so damn quiet. No it's, pin it's pinned right now, um, and you guys can see it here. Um, you have to click this specific link that's pinned in our chat right now in order to get into our room, jump in there, and then tear each other apart. Uh, no, keep it civil. <laughs> chat, have fun, do your thing. Uh, Garden Report members will pop in and out of there, like on and off throughout the course of the day. Bobby's going to basically live in there. Um, so, you know, you yeah. want to get a, you want to talk to Bobby, go to Discord. He'll be in there. Um, that's a good bet. Ben, I think Bobby. I think Bobby's starting the uh, the Peyton Pritcher hour, right? That that's a good bet. <laughs> not tonight. Yeah, not tonight. I'll be Let's in there trolling. I'll be in there trolling a little bit. I, so, might, I might put a fake name in there. Jump in there. We'll hang in there. Look, I mean, it's a civil place to have some conversation. Uh, you know, where we're not just you know screaming at each other on Twitter and obviously this chat here. It's hard to keep up with you guys because it's coming so fast and furious. But if you want to continue the chat when we're not doing the show, uh, off hours throughout the day, this thing's just going to be we're open for business. We're rolling. So again, check out Discord. Join our Garden Report group. You got to click on this specific link that's pinned in the chat and get in there, and we can we can chop it up with you guys. Bobby, what's going on, man? First uh, first bite at the apple for you. Uh, we talked about Derek White. What were your impressions? Oh, I was thrilled. You Loved just see... him. Phenomenal. Shocking. Phenomenal. <laughs> the energy, the organization, <laughs> the floor placement. Come on, and Bobby. The... You got to say it. And <laughs> to... Say it. Say it. Say it. He had a phenomenal game. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and so did Smart. Phenomenal. Oh, what great. a backcourt pairing. What a closing run. 21 to 16. <laughs> second half. Stifling defense. Yeah. That's that's your win of the year right there. And this guy just watches a little bit of film. No, here's he's gonna play about 45 minutes before the game. <laughs> Gets out there, takes a few shots, and it looks like he's been playing here all year. Uh, that yeah. cut with the and one, he missed a free throw on it, but that was big. Hit some threes here. You saw that when he gets open off the Jays and does some second-level driving action and gets those catch-and-shoot opportunities above the break, he'll hit them. And he hit some in the corner in this game. Uh, he had a big turnover in the second half. That was a tough one, but uh, someone got him back on the defensive end there. And his defense was solid. He was right in the mix. And like Ime said, before the game and after the game, this is a guy who ran all the same stuff in San Antonio, essentially, that they're running here. So he's fit to jump right in. Wasn't exactly the ball-dominant point guard. He wasn't doing everything on no, the ball. No, and in fact, when he entered the game, like he, they didn't have the ball in his hands a lot at all. Yeah, but he's Not, so in, a, not the in the ball. half court at all. Yeah, but he's so good off the ball, he was able to work with it. That made that closing run work. <laughs> this is great. 
This guy, Celtics fans are going to love him quick, and it got loud in here when he entered the game. This is the yeah. loudest game by far all Just year. Just wait here. till Tice gets in a game. Sherrod's not going to be able to contain himself. Oh, you between, like the Sherrod return. I mean, uh, Tice return, Sherrod, huh? Between you and between you, Bobby, and Sherrod, I'm, we're going to be hanging Tice jerseys over those Horford jerseys. Oh, yeah. It might be time. Horford's coming down very soon, I think. <laughs> the jersey, I mean. So were you impressed, Jimmy? We didn't really get your uh, take on the trade. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to rewind, I was I was definitely skeptical at first on the trade. I, I'll I'll be honest. I mean, similar to John's point of view, I think I texted you guys immediately my reaction because I couldn't join the show, unfortunately. But um, I'm still a little, a little hesitant on the first round picks, giving them up just because you're so thin. Like after like six or seven guys, just to have like capable NBA players to sort of round out your team never mind your rotation so that to me it's like you you really want to hit on a draft pick but that aside the player itself Derek White I, I, I've I've come around on him in the last 24 hours just based on what I've watched and kind of like talking to a couple people who have watched him play a lot more than I have so I'm, I'm pretty excited for for what he can do for the team I do have a lot of questions like what's it mean I, I don't think it's the final piece to the puzzle obviously I think that's I think it's almost like the first domino on whatever Ime and Brad are envisioning this team to look like over the next offseason. Um, but I think it was I, I think he had an amazing first game. I mean, gosh, you want to compare his his uh tenure to Evan Fournier's, I mean it's already it's already over. You know what I mean? So um I like what he could I like what he brought to them tonight. I mean he came at came as advertised, you know, a guy who can play defense, who can sort of whip, you know, go up and down the court, whip the ball around and he plays hard. I mean, he definitely plays hard on both ends. And I think, as I was telling these guys earlier, I think that kind of brings it out of his teammates. You know, when you get a new guy on the team or a new guy in the office, it kind of sort of like gives you a little pep in your step or or, or whatever you want to call it. So um, I think it's good for the team short term, but I also think it's good for them long term. He might be the new Sparky, right? He might be the new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by default. <laughs> He's Richard pretty sparky, sparky, right? Yeah, he, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. I just think he he honestly just like I talked about in the beginning. He just he just fits the culture. He fits what they're trying to do. He can guard multiple positions. I mean, he's such a Brad slash Eme guy. I mean, it makes sense. And then for for the Celtics fans who aren't thrilled about Celtics essentially overpaying with the you know extra picks and yeah, to a certain extent they they do have a good point. But at the same time, you have to remember that's in my opinion a representation of of what we've been talking about all season long. One Romeo's value out there, and two. Right that Brad's going to have to clean up a bit of what Danny did or the Celtics did with the, the picks in the past, and he's willing to overpay, which is something that Danny wasn't willing to do. If, if it's a guy he wants, if it's a guy that's going to be a direct impact on the team, not only just uh, you know cracking the rotation, but being one of those locker room guys, then he's going to overpay. He's going to put first-round picks in that, and he will lose some sleep, like he said. But I, I, I thought that it was great for Brad to get out in front of everything and, and say, look, this is my guy. And yeah, you know, I was willing to throw in a, a couple of future first round picks to get him, but trust me, like this is gonna, this, what this is gonna the fresh air. outweigh, you know, what what people were being complaining about. You know, who 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 are these uh, pieces that you're gonna be able to bring in with, with, with these little assets? And I think this is the best uh, Brad could, could come up with. Imagine we were sitting here with the same team today, and we said, oh, if they just did a pick swap, it would have been done, but they didn't want to do it. I'd be furious. 
You know, you got to pay what it costs to get the player. And you're not always going to hammer another team in a trade. Sometimes you got to give them what they need. Look, and it was a fair deal. It's again, we don't it, know if it it's a fair deal. I think it's an overpay. You're going to have to wait and see how good it is. Oh, I think it's an overpay, John. Let's but, just say it right there. Let's say what it is. So it is an overpay. We'll check but, back in when the Garden Report look, turns 10. Listen again. I think it's, it's an only an overpay because of that. Sorry. Uh, because no, of no, that no. pick swap no, situation. Fine. It's it's for sure, but it's not just an overpay. It's not just an overpay for that. It's an overpay for what else could that much get you? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it, that's all I'm saying is, you know, of all the things everyone thought they needed, I don't think Marcus Smart, you know, doppelganger was high on the list. So you know, there was things this team needed. It's going to be hard to know if this was the thing they needed more than anything else. If what they shipped away to get this type of player gets you a different type of player, whether it be better or one you need more, it's really hard to know that. I just, because we were not expecting someone like this, it takes a little while to kind of calibrate like, okay, that's what they're doing here. And again, the, 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 the thinking we have to go in here is, was this the best player they could get at this time and decided we need somebody who's here long-term, who has a bit of a salary, who we can hold on to so we can move things down the road, blah, blah, blah. Like how many different things calculated, you know, factored into it? Or did Amy and Brad just say, I freaking love this guy. You know, we're still not really sure what their calculus was for why they went in this route, we don't know what other things might have been on the table. It's just really hard to judge it now. You have, have to, you got to wait, you got to wait a little bit. All right, quick pause. We want to tell you about our exclusive wagering partner here at the Garden Report, and that, of course, is Bet Online. The big game is finally here. We're talking about the Super Bowl, Super Sunday, last game of the football season. Bet Online has you covered. From odds, scores, totals, player props, whatever you've got here, then where the next fired head coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all NFL betting in 2022. Not just football, though. Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. So head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to sign up. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do, use the promo code CLNS50 to get you started. It is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Once again, promo code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus to get you started. Head on over there today. I mean, well, the I reason I say that is easy but to the say best thing's gonna right happen now. is he plays well and you're happy, which is great. You know, like right. no one's gonna right. worry about price if you're getting good results on the court. It's just hard exactly. to gauge. It's hard to yeah. gauge what what else was available, what you could have gotten, whether this was the right move, whether you overspent yet. You know. Sure. Right. Well, it's hard to gauge that, but it also, uh, again, like like I said earlier, you know, it just it just speaks to the, the the value of those picks and the value of of Romeo. I mean, shit. Last week, Bobby put together... Romeo a had zero value. Zero. Right, exactly, which is why you had to tack on two future first. But, no, I mean, Bobby brought this up a week ago about, about getting Barnes, and we laughed at him with that package deal. If if he had said white, we would have laughed just as hard. You're right, you right, Josue. Exactly. You, know you remember that? Like, yeah. Like that, it just goes to show you the reality check that the Celtics received probably a week before the deadline that said, look, this is our guy, and I don't really like anyone else. Or maybe I'm wrong, but, you know... <laughs> White had to have been at the top of their list. It's not one of their top options. And that's the thing. I and that's where, I'll, that's where I'll come back to. Like, at the end of the day, 
you know, and I, I use this term like, you know, you, you think about it with, with, with any of the teams that you follow. The people who you pay to make decisions, you want above all else, look, it's their job to find the players. You want above all else them to love something, you know? Like, right. I love this guy. Or you love yeah. to see when your team trades up for somebody because that means I want that right. person, you know? They don't just fall get- for anybody. Right. Yeah, why do people get depressed when, like, the Patriots trade down in the draft? It was like, eh, they didn't love anybody, so they'll just get value. And you're like, that's poor. But right. when you trade up, it's like, that's yeah. my guy. You that's target my guy. Him. I love them. If, so if you target someone, if they had targeted this guy, then you've got to say, okay, they see something, and you love that. So it, right. it feels Plus like this is an Ime and Brad sort of player, that. right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Sure, right. Brad, Brad said this morning he – He's wanted this guy for a while. Now, I've heard Brad say that before about Cornette, but, uh, you know. <laughs> we got Cornette in. Drink. I can't, believe, I can't believe it took you that long to mention his name, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it, it, it is yeah, what he said. He did and, say that. You said that at the beginning of the season. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. No, no, I, no, said, I said, I, mark my words. I said, mark my words. Boston. Cornette yeah, yeah. will play a game in Boston this year. Well, now, he, he didn't play, play tonight. Yet. But he's here for the rest of the season, so he might squeeze one in. Uh, what a, that what last a great game of the season, bro. But no, that wasn't my point. <laughs> Brad said, Brad said he's wanted this guy for a while, Sherrod. Now I don't know how much he's been on your radar. I've seen people in the chat drop his name here or there. Obviously, Murray was a more popular name. Yeah, people. But Murray I can see it because this isn't about going out and getting a player who's amazing and is going to be a star. He, Brad said it about 15 times this morning. It's the fit. We think he fits perfectly next to the Jays. Well, the, the, the thing that we I think we, we have to be mindful of is that when they're putting this team together, as much as we talk about having a big three and having a great start at five, you're going to need really seven, eight, nine guys if you're going to compete at the highest level. And he's a guy that you look at what he's done, you look at his story getting to the NBA Division II player one year at Colorado, vaults into becoming a first-round pick, and has played in, this, in, his, you know, in San Antonio's system, which we know there's a certain level of mental toughness you have to have in order to survive under Popovich. Uh, and, and so that's a guy you want on your team. That's a guy that you want to be in the fold because you know that when, to, when the going gets tough, he may not make the shot or get the big stop, but it's not going to be because of – he's not going to pull a Ben Simmons and just mentally crater before your very eyes. So, yeah, that's a guy that you – and, and but, you know, Jimmy, you kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, he does have a certain Marcus Smart-like quality about him. And as great as Marcus Smart was tonight and as good as he's been really during this whole run, at some point there's going to be – he's just not going to be that player. And it, and you need to have some type of plan on how are we going to be able to continue to get that type of contributions from that position. And so this, right. is, both, this, is, this is both bolstering you in the present while giving you some options going down the road to, to really sustain certain elements of your play that you know work that you know are effective and impactful. So, I mean, again, he's a, he's a rotation guy, plain and simple. Um, and that's – if you're talking about winning, you're going to need as many of those guys as you possibly can. And, and you don't mind throwing away some late first-round picks in order to do that because last time I checked, those shits don't really pan out for the most part. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the Celtics and you, you just look at really just the last eight, nine, ten years, other than what, Jarrett Sullinger, maybe, as, a, as far as a player outside of the lottery that they drafted that actually played well, and he didn't last terribly long. So I, I have actually no issue with Brad putting those damn late first-round picks on the table and say, you take them, 
I think I'm gonna, if I'm going to get a player that can help me right now in return, which is obviously what they've gotten with Derek. I think they took Romeo's. I, I'm going to say, I think they took Romeo's number nine and just slapped White on the back. <laughs> it wasn't hard to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's, that's probably exactly what happened, but it's messed up. Um, no, I was just going to say, Drudge, <laughs> doesn't this show you, though, that maybe Brad wasn't so crazy about certain picks? Or maybe, you know, maybe he was, but he certainly didn't. He doesn't value them the way Danny did, right? I mean, no, clearly, I, I, you know. This well, here's here's the thing. I think we, we all have to remember when when Brad came into the NBA, he did not have the kind of experience that an Ime Yudoka has as a first year coach. Brad was basically kind of he's going to go along with whatever Danny wants to do because Danny knew the league better than he did. A completely different relationship he has with Ime. Both of them have been in the game long enough to where they can figure out what works and what doesn't work. And the one thing we do know that does not work: you're not going to win with late first round picks. They're just not going to give you what you need. So if you can flip those and get guys who can be legitimate rotation players, why would you not do that? Uh, particularly right. if you're getting guys who, again, uh, can can help you not only in the short term but long term. And Derek White is a guy that falls into that category. Derek White, late first round pick, but the Celtics can't tar- can't identify them like these other teams can. So therefore, no, they have well, to pay extra for well, them. I absolutely, go to a place Good like point. San Antonio because San Antonio they're the, the best at right. finding those guys. I think so. I think wasn't Murray late first too, or I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they've been they've been getting guys late in drafts for years. They just have a knack about it. And I mean, other than Tim Duncan, <laughs> pretty much right. everyone that that was me. <laughs> Ginobili, Parker. Yeah, Ginobili yeah. was a second round pick. Second Parker round, was a late yeah. first round. Pick. Jamal Murray. No. Which Murray? Dejounte Murray. Dejounte. Sorry, have I heard of him? Who does he play for? Stop it, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's for? the guy that's the guy you thought you'd get with this package. So I, I have some conspiracy Don theories that I want to run by you guys. I don't hate the trade, guys. I think they spent a lot. I think they spent a lot. John, <laughs> listen, if, if John, John and I and I understand. Stay it. tuned for the uh hey, Celtics narrative. Celtics boy put out a hit oh, yeah, piece yeah, on this trade today. That was insane, huh? Oh my god, that's like uh it's like Celtics.com putting out, uh, hey, this trade sucks. That, that was insane. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, I wouldn't say it was It was the opposite opinion of, you know, somebody who's all for it. Relaxed. So, like, honestly, the guy made some pretty compelling arguments, and it, it, it was not a poorly written article by any stretch. No, it was a, it was a good written article, it but, was, he, it, you know, it was funny. It was, he was being a little tongue-in-cheek, but at the same time, like, he made a lot, a lot of points that I think people who don't like the trade would have made. So... To me, it was a, it was a fine. I, I believe it or not, I know it's just 2022, and a lot of people don't enjoy hearing differing opinions. I love to hear different opinions just so I can get a an idea of where somebody else is coming from. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it completely or disagree with it completely, but it's 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 just another opinion on what this trade means and why it, people might not like it. Now, at the end of the day, if Derek White plays the way. He played tonight, you know, more often than not, and, and he fits right into this team. Then, yeah, a lot of those concerns are going to go by the wayside, and people aren't going to be thinking about the 2028 pick swap, which to me is is the biggest black mark on this trade. It's not, it's not, you know, as much as I'd like to keep the picks because I think you need them. I'm fine, and I've said this in previous shows. I'm fine trading a first round pick for a guy that will most likely be better than the first round pick that you would have drafted, anyways. Now, so this was the debate. Did you have to give up that pick? I, I don't think John thinks he didn't. 
I don't I know. I think oh, San Antonio. Come on, guys. Was... You know what this I... is, though. This is Greg Popovich, man. He's like, look, you're going to take my guy. We talked about how much Brad and, and, and Ime love this guy. Well, how do you think Greg feels about him? <laughs> Greg's like, listen, if you're going to take my guy, you're giving me a couple of future first. All right. All right Let me ask GM, you this. You ain't going to hose me, you know? If If this trade went through for just Richardson and, uh, uh, you know, a pick swap this year or like, you know, or like a set two seconds. I'm saying, let's say if this trade went through for like Richardson two seconds, would you be like, man, you know, like highway robbery? Or would you think San Antonio just wanted out from all of these years and wanted a cheaper contract because they want to play other people? Like, would you have been shocked if you got him for less? I mean, I not so. shocked, but if he I, got I, traded, you just proposed. Yeah, that's if this pretty, player got I'm traded, the Spurs made a trade at all. They never trade. Yeah, guys. if this player got traded somewhere else for less, you wouldn't be like, "Wow, that was robbery." You know, like you'd just be like, "Oh, they traded that guy. They must have not wanted to pay him after you know signing him to a deal." No, you this know what would have happened. Season. You know what have happened, John? He yeah. would have went somewhere for less. We would have said, "Wow, that's all it costs." Why wouldn't the Celtics have made a trade like that? That's oh, literally what we would have furious. said. If they came close, because we've said it before. Oh. We've seen it too many times. If he went to another team for a, just a first and, you know, comparable player to Richardson, then, yeah, we've been like, wow, the Celtics could have just traded a first and Richardson for it. John, you, said, might... John you said at the deadline they have to improve. They, they have did. to. They did. No, he didn't say I, that exactly. He I said didn't they... quite say that, but that's all right. I said – I. <laughs> that's not quite what I said. What John I said made is – John it pretty clear. The only trade John really wanted was to – improve like in the long run kind of like he wanted a couple of young guys that you could maybe like groom into something better he didn't want to give up anything crazy he didn't want to give up first round picks so i see where he's coming from why he doesn't like it the difference between me and him is that i i'm a little bit less hesitant to hold on to some of these picks than he is i think so like i'm uh, willing to give it up it's and, fine and other, i just i don't get this, the pick thing i don't i don't get the pick well, the other thing, thing is this i don't the swap think, is kind of weird I don't. Yeah. yeah, the swap is ridiculous. Like, I don't even, get people saying. I don't get people saying they're gonna bust the picks anyway. I don't get that logic, guys. Yeah. I don't get no, it. No, that's that's flawed logic. To be uh. that's flawed. Oh, they haven't made pay, a guy who doesn't work here anymore drafted poorly before, so every draft pick after is gonna be bad. That's right. dumb. Stop the, using the, that the argument. The truth is, like, you, you uh, need, that drives it's me. It's a question crazy. what you need. Well, the, yeah. the truth is, you need some of these picks because. Your roster is top heavy and you need to round it out with guys who might actually be NBA players down the road and might actually improve that. That's how you form winning teams, like not just for a quick little window, but that's how you just keep it going. Now, that being said, I think Derek White is a lot closer to what they were looking for than like what John thinks. John is basically saying there's no way they were ever looking for a Marcus Smart clone. Like there's why would they? They already have one. What I'm saying is. I think when Ime was in San Antonio, Derek White was a point guard. It wasn't until Murray came on and really took over that point guard role where they moved Mur- where they moved um, White to a shooting guard. And maybe maybe Ime says, you know what? I saw enough in San Antonio where I think we can have a better chance of making White into a, a, a more typical point guard than we can with Smart. So one of my conspiracy theories is that Ime was the complete driving force behind this it to kind of get like it. to kind of get Smart out of town. I don't. And I, I don't know this at all, but I'm I'm just trying to read some tea leaves here and wondering if maybe him and Smart don't jive and maybe 
this is just the first domino and Marcus Smart's the first guy out of town in the offseason. And they can easily replace him. That's my first conspiracy. See, I, I don't feel it, Jimmy. I, I don't I don't I don't buy that. I don't I don't buy that at all because well, it's a conspiracy. You, so, uh, all right. Well here's, well, here's the issue with that. When you listen to him talk about what he wants to do out there, what he's looking for, Smart is kind of the blueprint. In many ways, when you talk about defense, you talk about toughness, you talk about grit and grind. Uh, so, I, I don't, I don't see why you'd want to ridges, particularly when when they've got a contract that's not like choking you to death, which Marcus' contract doesn't do that. Uh, so, I, I think if anything, Eme was probably feeling like shit. Let me see if I can get someone else like that too, so I can have two of those in here. It can unleash those on teams. Because to me, this is the thing I, I look at the Celtics team. They do not have from top to bottom, the kind of talent that's going to get them to the top tier right now. But if you've got two pit bulls, like... You think this was a move for now, Sharon? I think this was oh, a move... Yeah, sure. I think this was a move that gives them an opportunity to compete with the top teams. Now, they're not... I don't think they're better than Brooklyn or Milwaukee or Miami or any of those teams, but I do think they have a roster now that is better equipped to compete. And that's what it you is. want, if you're them. And, and you just never know what can happen in that situation. I think it's still about what comes next, though. It is. I mean, this team, listen, you saw some really special stuff tonight from that defense, and I believe that this is going to be a unit that can do some special things into the playoffs. But you typically need a top-tier offense as well to win a championship. Uh, So that's the next step, how you transfer this team, what they have right now, into a team that can be elite at offense. And again tonight, you saw some horrific offense from this group. Terrible shooting night, missed free throws, turnovers at points. So they have a long way to go on that front. The only way this trade ends up being a smash hit is if they have a follow-up trade this offseason that brings in a really great right. player yeah. on the offensive end. Yeah, exactly. Mm, That's I don't know, guys. I it really, is, like I, I said, this can't be a finished product. You think this the, is I, it, Joe Sway? This, this can't. I this isn't. Not- this isn't the finished product. You have no other. You have no. It can't be just way. You have no means to get I'm better. I'm trying to say my thing, but I'm waiting for you to finish. Go ahead. I know you can't. You have no means to get better. <laughs> no, There's no way you can make your point. Just way. How dumb can you be that you? Yeah, think yeah, right. Unbelievable. <laughs> Let's just keep talking for the next five minutes and say, tell Josue how dumb he is. Yeah, Josue, tell <laughs> us why this. Tell us, tell just us, way. tell us the bad thing you're about to tell right us. Now. What's Somebody this? What's this? Try so hard not to cut people off, man. Try so hard. What is this ridiculous thing you're about to say? <laughs> my, po- my podcast etiquette. I'm telling you, it's getting better. All right, so <laughs> I haven't talked in like eight minutes. I just want to know what you're gonna say. That's all. I'm I'm really <laughs> before, excited. I'm excited to hear this. Say what you're before, gonna say, you big dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is about now, and I, what I mean by that is. I'm not saying that this team is supposed to be like it's going to go on a run. It's going to be an, an era, the new era of Celtics basketball. But I think this roster right now is for is for this season. I honestly do believe that. I don't think it was a mistake that Brad Stevens, the language that he used during his press conference, was talking about best of seven series, guys that you can rely on in the best of seven series. He's thinking playoffs, guys. He's thinking postseason. He's thinking I want guys out there that can put stop, you know, put stops together in the fourth quarter and give guys like Tatum and Brown a chance to close out the game. At the end of the day, this trade is about Tatum and Brown. This whole season is about Tatum and Brown. It always has been. It's about how they're going to progress. It's about how far can they carry this team. And I think that the fact that the Eastern Conference is cratering a bit, you know, Brooklyn Nets is not, they're, they're not looking so great. Uh, you got other teams in the mix out there that Southern have already passed, you know, uh, Atlanta Hawks, you know, those, those kind of teams that were just, the Southern couldn't get over. Well, this, this winning streak has put them into a really good position to make a run. And what I mean by that is grabbing one of those top four seeds. If that happens, if they can get home court, 
I think this team has a chance to not win a championship, but really be that dark horse in the Eastern Conference. That's the goal, yeah. So, and, and, and give teams and, and be be a tough out, if anything. Never mind, you know, win a couple series, maybe. You know, I, I think I honestly believe Brad Stevens wants to see what this team is made of, so that he's he's he strengthened the core, so to speak, by bringing in guys like Cancer. I mean, Cancer, like guys like Tice. You know, who, who's the locker room guy? I was about to say, Joseph, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he's like Cancer. Shiraz, like, now nah, you lost me, man. Nah, nah, nah. We waited this whole time for you to talk about Ennis Cantor's impact on the Celtics. <laughs> no, in the buyout market, freedom it will be back. Mark my words. No. <laughs> but no, listen. <laughs> Guys like that are... are, are that would be phenomenal, Josue. That will be phenomenal when that happens. <laughs> Guys like that are, are designed to help the core. And I think that's exactly what they had in mind. White, Tice in the front court. And then let's go. There's nine, eight man rotation. Hopefully no one gets hurt, but let's see what happens here. I think that's exactly what this trade was about. Okay. Bobby, so, both trades. Both Bobby, right. tell, Bobby, Bobby, tell him why you hated I, that. I have to talk after Bobby. <laughs> I'm just going to make a quick point. In that whole discussion right there, Brown and Tatum have to be better. They do. They weren't great again tonight. That's Tatum what this is, is about, just... Bobby. But Derek White, White is here help. to make them better, Bobby. Help. Give him a chance. I thought right. Tatum was good tonight, but that's not my. I don't want to talk about that yet. Bobby, finish your. Yeah, been about the he wasn't good tonight, Jimmy. He was not good at all. No, I disagree. No. But go on, Bobby. But no. he made a great pass, though. I, I, I don't. Love he wouldn't have done that two weeks ago. He wouldn't have done that two weeks ago. Sorry. This was a game that Smart and Rob kind of ripped from Denver's hands, and the Nuggets gave away in their own part by just throwing the ball everywhere. T- Brown was kind of out of the mix. Missed a bunch of free throws. Tatum. I didn't think was at his best, and he's certainly not having a great shooting year. You know, another hard shooting night from him. So in that whole discussion, these two have to be able to be better with all the pressure on them. And we're seeing them make good plays. The offense is running phenomenally. I mean, everybody touched the ball on that play that set up the Brown lob to Rob that was probably the best possession they've had all year with the nice pass out the corner there. So those two have to be better if you're going to go on a real run right now. And if they're not capable of carrying this weight offensively and doing it efficiently, you're going to need another, I don't want to say star, but tertiary scorer in here, a guy that can really knock down shots. What they're still missing, and Jimmy, back to your point about Smart, I thought they were going to trade Smart Thursday. I really did. Me and John were on the air, and when I heard White was here, I thought Smart was gone for a shooter, a wing scorer. You know, who knows if it would have been Barnes or Herder. I wonder if they're still in this Beal thing. You know, we've heard that forever, and he would kind of be the main salary going out. And you feel much better about it, kind of like a White, Beal, Tatum, Brown, uh, Rob combination there. So I don't know. Like, I just can't see Smart and White if, if being the backcourt you're getting Beal, you're going to give away Smart. You're going to give away Rob. You're going to give away everything. You can't give away Rob. But, Bobby, why not, though? Why can't you see that? I mean, he's a, he's a smart reinforcement. He's a guy to, to – if Smart, you know, goes off the handle a bit, I think you need you need a guy like White to be like, hey, man, you know, look we what We do I'm have doing. White at the you podium the now. So I'll be you know right what I mean? back. Go, Bobby, go. And White can do that – you know, by example, you know, just by example, why could go off one night doing Marcus Smart stuff and Marcus Smart's like, well, wait a minute, I'm Marcus Smart. I'm going to do my thing now. Like, this is this is great. Honestly, I, I think this is a, a so, two of those together is a good thing. So, Josue, I, I obviously love you, as a, as you know. But I disagree. He's about to trash you. He's about to trash you. Yeah, massive, massive butt here. And I mean big old booty butt. I don't think this, like, I I don't think this trade had anything to do with this season and and I don't even think I really still don't really think this season as well as they're playing recently I don't I, I'm not putting any chips into this season I'm just not I think the trade they made was yeah do I think it's do I think it can help them or sustain their their 
path that they were on. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they got worse by doing it, but I think they're thinking a little bit longer term. And again, I, I want to wait for a couple. I want to wait for my other conspiracies to probably come back because I want everyone's opinion. But I honestly think that they made the trade that they made yesterday with an eye towards the future. And I think White can be a part of this team's future, but not as, you know, I mean, he, to me, he's going to be like your fourth best guy in order to be where you really want to be as, as a title contender. So I think that piece is there. But I also think that, yeah, I think I think he can certainly help this season. And, and him getting just, just him getting acclimated the rest of this season and getting involved and seeing how things work, like that's what we didn't get with Fournier last season. And that's why it was so iffy whether or not they re- they, they should re-sign that guy or, uh, in the offseason because he missed so many games. He had so many awful performances where he just went over whatever. And you knew he was going to get $80 million, and And I think the Knicks are kicking themselves for doing it. Look at the Knicks right now, right? I mean, you think they'd like to have that one back? I'm sure they would. I mean, they're not even playing Fournier uh, in the fourth quarter. At least they weren't for a while. So if White can put together um, the rest of this season and into the playoffs as they get there, a solid performance and can prove that he can actually make it work with Tatum and Brown and Rob, then I think he's definitely a mainstay in this, in this lineup. And I think it gives them options in the off season to make a trade because you, that's one player. What did you trade? You traded, you traded Richardson, you traded Schroeder, you traded freedom, whoever else you're blanking on that they traded. Those guys weren't going to get you anything in the off season. A guy like, white can or if you want to keep white now a guy like smart can and you have white that takes over that spot so to me it made sense for the future more than the present but if it helps him in the present great it's all gravy i have no yeah, expectations for this season honestly i think it's both yeah it is both I, like i said i mean I, I think i think it's important for them to build something this season and, get, and actually have i mean how i mean Last season, to me, ended terribly. I know they made the playoffs, but let's be honest, they limped into it and, and they bowed out. I'd like to see them go into the offseason with something positive. Last season was horrible for for them, uh, yeah, and I think for fans. See, like, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it too as well, Jimmy. And and, and I think going into the offseason, we, we need to sort of move on from this uh, third superstar dream. Like, when are we going to wake up from this dream? Like, the Celtics fans are dreaming of one I don't think Bradley Bill, like, like, show me the route. Like, honestly, where's the route to, to this to this third superstar, to, to this Bradley Beal? Like, like, what is it? Because if anything we've learned from this past trade deadline is that the chips aren't that valuable unless you staple in first-round picks to them and, and, and you're going to bring in a Derek White, okay? <laughs> all, right, all right, okay, let's say you, you, you plug out, uh, you know, Schroeder or, or Richardson and, and you put in Marcus Smart. Like, does that, this is going to be over the top? Does that bring in a, a Bradley Beal? No. No, okay, we've been saying this from the beginning of the season. Whether well, it's, if it's Jalen or Tatum, if it's Jalen or Tatum, sure. Now, you know, of course, we're talking. The, the Dame Lillers, dream on, Celtics fans. You know, you can go go nuts. <laughs> but if you're not willing to trade one of those guys, there's not going to be another third superstar here. I just don't see the, the, the path to it, you know? I don't. Well, they have a – they have a they, I think they have a more of a path now than they had yesterday. You don't? Yeah, but not for not for this summer. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that have to happen before that, you know, to free up that space. Sure. I mean, I think right now what they're doing is they're just building their own value from within the organization. Rob's getting better. Like I said, they just added White, so now, like, is Smart become expendable? or These are maybe... foundation guys, yeah. Yeah, but you're going to have to give up something to get something. So you don't want to trade – to John's point, you don't want to trade all your first-round picks – for guys who are going to be your fourth and fifth best player. That's his concern. 
you want to keep those because those are the picks that you need that's, for a third star if one becomes again that's literally it guys that's it that's all it was is i thought that my philosophy is when you're a contending team you trade first for that piece you need if you're a piece away because it doesn't matter you're close you know and that that's why you see like milwaukee doing the pj tucker thing they felt they were a pj tucker away from winning so you pay the high price of a first round pick for someone who you medium like but thinks is just what your team needs this year, you know, or you package multiple picks along with a younger player to get a star. You know, like I said, is you got a guy who's your fifth best player, possibly better than smart on a par with somewhere around there. Great. I think he makes you better long-term than Richardson. I think you sold high on Richardson. I don't think Richardson was the answer by any means. It's just like you said, is when you make that package or when you're packaging picks, you're looking up a little higher. I thought that's all. It's not that white isn't good. It's not that white might not make them better. He might, uh, but it's a weird fit on a team that needed other things. I don't, he provides some stuff. Everyone was obsessed with shooting. You kind of moved some shooting and that's why Bobby and I were like, maybe smart goes now. And it didn't happen. Yeah. So you lost well, a little bit did. of stuff. You lost one yeah, place. You, you gained somewhere else. Did. I think, I think they doubled down on the defense in the past. And if that's honestly. fine, if they looked at it that's and said, the only way we'll get better, if it's a philosophical thing, you'll also feel better about it. If they're yes, like, that's exactly what it but is. But I don't know. Man. I don't know what it is. That's why it's like, I want to wait a little bit and say, okay, I, I see the picture. Or you wait till the off season and there's a plan. There's a, there's more movement. There's, there's more to come down the road. I don't know. Like, Sherrod, do you think this is finished or this is, there's, in their mind, there are other dominoes they want to fall off of this. Where now, okay, now white, now white becomes a foundational piece, but you're going to move in a different direction. I, I think it's this is this is part of the process. I mean, look at their roster; they got like what, I think three, four spots open still. So th there's clearly room for yeah. them to add this year, this summer, and it's certainly going forward. They, they're going to there's going to be more changes coming about. Um, but as far as like Marcus Smart is concerned, I, I think it's going to depend on what type of offers they get in the summer. For example, I don't think the Spurs went into the trade deadline thinking we got to get rid of Derek White. But when you're presented with a first round pick from two years ago in Romeo Langford, a first round pick in this year's draft, a pick swap down the road, and you want to get and you need like my fourth fifth best player to do that okay we're gonna, so we're that's gonna my question here is this is where i always get a little bit you're, you're now you're kind of wondering like wait a second what do you know that i don't know so like they sign this guy in the off season to a long-term deal and get off of that deal in less than a year does that to you lead you to believe that they saw something and they're like yeah abort or the the offer was so good yeah, they couldn't possibly say no. That's that's, that's my thinking because I, I I can't imagine a player, and and this is no disrespect to Derek, but because neither one is stature. awesome, neither one is great for the Celtics. It still doesn't when, mean you didn't get a good player in return. But no, neither of I those think, scenarios is awesome. You either did get kind of fleeced, and they were like, "Geez, if you're going to give me that much, how could I not give this guy up?" Or they soured on him, and when Popovich sours on a guy, that might make you a little bit nervous. Like, what did they see that we're not seeing? So I yeah. think it's the latter. I think it's the latter. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that they they just you weren't going to get more for him ever. 
This was you, you're just. I mean, no one is going to give you a, a, a lottery pick from two years ago, a first round pick this year, and a pop and a, a pick swap, you know, down the road for a guy that's like you know a start a starter on a bad team, rotation guy on a good team. Guys like that don't really get you the kind of stuff that the Celtics were willing to, to give for him. And I and to John's point, it's it's unusual because you, you typically teams only do that when they're like title contenders. When they're just like that one guy away from just locking up, you do that for you know a, a, you know Tucker. You do something like that, you know if if you need that one guy that has that one particular skill set that your team isn't as strong at as you want, um, and so that makes this deal a bit unusual. But again, I, I think that they're doubling down on the fact that if they're going to be able to compete now, they're going to need guys who can defend at a high level and. It gives them some flexibility going forward. I mean, if, if you get if someone comes with a, a similar offer from Marcus Smart, where they'll give you a rotation player and like two or three round picks, you're probably going to take that deal. And you can take that deal knowing that yeah. if you move him, you've got a guy who brings similar skills to the table in Smart. So exactly, this, that, to me, it's, 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 it's to me it's it's a deal that helps you in the now and it gives you some flexibility in the future. Right. So that's one of my other Definitely. conspiracies is that conspiracy is that they actually really tried to trade Marcus yesterday. Once they realized that they couldn't or that or that the value was there, they said, okay, let's let's just do the opposite. Let's bring in yeah. the guy we want anyways. Jimmy, you know? stop watching those YouTube documentaries. Let's bring, and let's bring in this and the earth is flat too, by the way. But let's bring in one of those let's bring in one of those guys that can that can sort of take do over that roller or, or carbon copy in a way. And and we'll see how it plays out. And if we feel that we can make him expendable in the offseason where maybe there's more suitors, maybe on draft night, there's more people willing to, you know, do a deal. Then now we have something to business. Now the Spurs, I mean, they're in it for the draft picks because they're not, they're not, they're not trying to contend or they're not able to contend right now. So when they have a, a guard log jam and they look and see themselves in the standings and they see that, yeah, Derek White's a, a you know, a good player, solid player. And I think it sounded like he was a fan favorite, but what is he 27 and, and theoretically, of course they're going to sign him to that extension. That's just good business. Like you have to do that or you just lose them. So why wouldn't they? They're going to sign him and try to flip him, which is exactly what they did. So they got the picks that they can utilize. The 2028 pick, again, I don't even know if Pop's going to be coaching in 2028. That was just a solid – that was just something that he he wants to just have in his back pocket so that he can say, yeah, that, that was something I did. Like in retirement. He'll be coaching. Yeah, exactly. It's all risk. It's all the it's, – it's the risk you took to get a player you liked. And that risk includes you're, that was you're one – you are totally. one, you're one rolled ankle away threw it in from, last second. from falling into the lottery. And this isn't a, you know, a, you know, uh, not a lottery protected pick, only a top four protected pick. Everyone's like, Oh, it's the 18 pick. It's a bust. A week ago, it was the 11 pick, you know, like, so like you're, you're not a certainty by any means. You look at the team, the way they're playing now, you feel pretty good about it. It's not a lock. So you took some risk. Hey, crap, if we tanked or something bad happened, we fall out of this playoff picture here. You just gave away the 11 pick, the 12 pick. That's kind of high, you know, and that pick swap, that's real value. If you gave away a pick in the 20s because you're going deep in the playoffs, yes, those you toss away for anything that makes you even mm -hmm. slightly better. So there's a little bit of a calculus involved there too. Boston rolls the dice that they're going to be good enough that that pick's not going to sting then fine. Yeah, absolutely. Picks in the twenties. Again, th those aren't hitting that often. You're not super, super worried. You gave a pick away closer to 10 that you gave away something real. 
Right. And that and that's the, and that's the risk is the 2028 so pick. risk. Yeah. I mean, it's top 1 protected. Give me a break. I mean, that right. that's that's crazy. But I have one last conspiracy that I want to that I want to toss out there just cuz I'm I want to get it out and Bobby to join back. So, well, Marcus Smart yeah. asked for a trade. They're going to say very close. So we heard the rumor. <laughs> we heard the rumor last week or week or two ago on Joe Sway's own publication, heavy.com, that Jalen Brown may or may not consider possibly asking for a trade depending on how the Celtics do this year. So do the Celtics maybe know something that the general public might not know, or maybe there's more smoke to that than we know, and that they're saying, okay, well, here's a shooting guard that's available right now. We can sort of have this as a fail-safe plan, just in case worst-case scenario, Jalen Brown says, "You know what? I'm out. I don't want to. I don't want to play here anymore." They have a shooting guard because because Derek White was a shooting guard in San Antonio, so now they have this sort of player to at least take the position. And then if they have to trade Jalen Brown, I'm not saying give him away, but if they have to, if their hands are forced, they can sort of they have a little bit of of you know they got something to work with there at least. It's not complete panic mode. That's another conspiracy of mine. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to the next step in this. You know, it's not done either way. And are you going to trade Smart? Are you going to trade Brown from here to get where you need to go? Those are still questions that are on the table here. What did uh, Derek so, have to say in the podium, Bobby? Uh, a little bit about his story, a little bit about him coming here via the trade, um, what he's hoping to accomplish here. He He's trying to accentuate guys. You know, he, he's going to try to help been in on the defensive end very humble gracious approach and uh, sound to him he talked about the dad jokes and light mood that he likes to put uh you know implement on the locker room he even shared one uh, so he also shared that his dad it was a celtics fan growing up which is always kind of cool as well and oh there you go pretty humble guy that'll get the uh, sidebars going so <laughs> yeah he uh <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like Bobby, a guy. He sounds like here. a guy. I want, I, I want 800 words on that. Go. <laughs> I want an interview with his dad tomorrow. We're going to get on that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I mean, he's got an interesting Dred journey for sure. I mean, he came from D3. Yeah. He spent four years in college. I forget what D3 school he was at, but he ends up at Colorado, as John said, or Jimmy. He's the late round pick with the Spurs there, and they eventually developed him over the first two years there. Udoka was there. Will Hardy was there as well, uh, the assistant on the Celtics now. So he basically said, you know, I know the training staff. I know uh, multiple coaches here. A lot of the plays are the same. He's just trying to catch up on the terminology, and he says that'll take a little while, but a little bit of film this morning got it done. What was the dad joke? Oh, geez. What was it? It was like... Why didn't I go to the dance or something like that? Because I, oh, would the skeleton say, I got to read it. Come on, jeez, <laughs> screwed up the joke. Oh. Yeah, I was like, you, when you a, were into it. I was like, you got to really know this. I'm delivery. not a joke guy. Yeah, this, uh. <laughs> you are a joke guy, come on. John knows that. That's why he asked. He was cracking up. Right? No, he didn't, no. Well, you I knew didn't Bobby the... was going to remember that shit. I thought he had a shot. <laughs> why, why didn't the skeleton? Oh, no. We were pretty Bobby's close. Bobby's crunching numbers and putting down quotes. You ain't gonna remember that verbatim. Why did the why, skeleton? What? Why didn't the skeleton go to the party? He had no body to go with. Ah! ah that's good. <laughs> oh. There you go. 
<laughs> pretty good delivery. We're, we're good adding. Delivery, we're adding one in in addition to the phenomenal player of the game. We're adding one Bobby Dad joke per per show. Oh jeez, yeah. and uh, me and White will be going toe to toe. I didn't like. Is that a genre of comedy? I didn't know. Yes, Bobby. The dad jokes. Uh, yeah, they are actually. I'll ask the dad in the in the. In it was the a it was story, a big yeah. Obama thing. Chicks love dad jokes, Bob. Work on your dad jokes. I remember, I think it was on uh, one of those, like, Facebook shows or something. Wasn't there, like, a competition? Like, you could go back and forth with the best dad jokes? I feel like it was, like, a thing for a little while. It it's a thing, guys. It fizzled out. It's a thing. We learned we learned something tonight. Bobby, he's not a joke guy. <laughs> Very That's serious. What we learned. <laughs> I am I'm stone cold serious. All right. Cool. Yeah. What else? Some, sometimes Did Derek White say anything useful? Sometimes oh. I try to make up dad jokes. I just said a lot. I just talked for like three minutes. Wait, these I, I <laughs> you should know, Jimmy, these these pressers aren't 15 minutes anymore. I know. Like, I know in and right. out. Three minutes and out. Yeah. Did he say like whether or not he was surprised he got traded? Or, like, yeah, he was, about, he was like, playing with Tatum. He was very like, surprised. Yeah, I have a question. We traded. will ask the questions. That's what the press conferences are like. He likes the talent in place. He's familiar with Ime, obviously. So he was very excited to see him become a head coach and now work with him again. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically it. He's just really excited about the opportunity here. He was pretty shocked. He was pretty sad. <laughs> obviously, this is, the, this is the franchise he was with for the first, you know, four to five years of his career there. So he's on to a winning team now. The Spurs are going in a rebuilding rebuilding route. I'm, I'm like, I'm yeah, Where did he grow funny. up, though? What did he grow up? Bobby? Bobby's like, I do not make jokes. <laughs> did you just say I'm naturally funny? <laughs> no, un unnaturally. Funny. I do oh, not make oh, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Take your jokes. <laughs> There's nothing funny. I'm setting up. I'm not writing stuff. I'm. The, it just happens. Sherrod has done nothing but rub his head for like 25 minutes. <laughs> this is true. Like, like this is true. Clowns. Every time we get around the like, one hour mark, damn, why, why do they, I agree to this? Yeah. They even mentioned, days, we've got like amateur comedy out here, and Bobby's just crushing. Have we even Bobby had? Crushing it. Have we even had? Have we even mentioned Rob? I think Rob just had the best game yeah. of his career. We tried, but it became the Derek White Hour, which is fine because it's the story. Everybody wants to see the, you know, first impressions. Yeah. People want to dunk all over people because he had a pretty good game. That's fine, but it was Derek White. Rob was phenomenal, but mm -hmm. again, we gave the phenomenal. Derek White situation. This was like trade show continued, um, and he played great. So people are psyched, man. I mean, well, you know, what do you yeah. expect? You know, it's the so, defense, man. I'm telling you, it was the, the Derek White show. But Bob, Rob, Rob was awesome, ridiculous. That I, I was afraid to bring up Rob because it would have looked like it was. We an mentioned agenda. him earlier. Yeah, oh, we mentioned right. him earlier for for a bit. No, Rob, we were looking for Rob him at the rim tonight. Rob got his boy back. You know, Tice is back. Everything is right again. Al's still he's around. You know, he's happy about Rob's that. Got, Rob's got both binkies now. My my Tice yeah. binky, my exactly, Al binky. Exactly, exactly. You know he was a little nervous. He's like, damn, I don't know if Al's gonna make it to the yeah. He made it. He made it. And then and then he got a and great surprise. double down on the binky. Daniel Dan's coming back. Like, yeah, Rob, Dan's coming back. Like, oh shit! Like, you know, he was pumped. He's pumped up. He's probably like Dan Tice ready to start. I mean, <laughs> that's like the kind of guy Rob is. You know, he's very uh. 
he's very modest in what he's bringing to the table here, but his production has become outstanding. Uh, the rebounding. That modesty, is, that modesty is gonna take is, is gonna kick to the curve. Rob knows I'm the man. I'm yeah. the man. I mean, Tice, you're my guy, but you do know that. I thought his offensive rebounding right, right. really dug the Celtics back into this game on an awful shooting night. He had that mm-hmm. short roll dish to Smart for one of the key baskets down the stretch, and that block. He had a couple big blocks in this one, yeah. but that block on, uh, I believe it was Jermichael Green. From yeah, the help side there, block. Yeah, the oh, help side man. Block. Yeah. That changed and the game. Then, he saved it along the sideline, threw a behind-the-back pass, and I don't think that turned into points immediately. It did But the Nuggets were dead from there, and that was basically it for Denver's offense in the night. You know, they had a couple garbage points down the stretch, but they just shut down not only Jokic, but this entire offense the second half. And Rob – He's he's like the anchor of this defense at this point. We asked, could this guy become a great defender? He did that. And now we're seeing him become the anchor of what's one of the best defenses I've ever seen. Brad said it's the best defense he's ever been around. And I think this could be a special defense, like it, within the scale of like multiple seasons in this league. Right. Like this, I, they have everything. Right, Bobby. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. Um, they're they're good now. They're very good now. But We've all seen, no matter whether you're talking about defense, whether you're talking about winning a championship, whether you're talking about keeping your core together, shit changes quickly. I mean, I'm pretty sure when the season began, Brooklyn had absolutely no – they there was no doubt that their big three was going to make it through the entire season. And here we are, Harden's in Philly, and Ben Simmons is in Brooklyn. So things change quickly. I don't think – I think this defense is very good now, and I think it is one of the better defenses that we've seen this team put together. But I don't see this as a, a dynasty-like group because I think some of the pieces are going to be moved in the next couple of years. Well, Horford they, they, for sure. It's a great yeah. team defense. There's not a lot of, like, individual erasers. Right. You know, like Smart, right. Smart obviously always does a really good job checking his guy. Um, I don't know that Tatum and Brown are shutting, uh, you know, guys out, but Rob is clearly – getting in people's heads at the rim. The whole thing works tremendously together yeah, right great now. Great group that they got and, right and now. And Horford's so smart, you know, like everything works. And and the switchability, uh, it, everything, oh, the pe- the pieces work together phenomenally. But Rob, mm. the two things with Rob, he's uh, he's been in people's heads for a while. I know like sometimes rebounds can be empty calorie stats. Sometimes you're just grabbing boards, no, not around people. Some mm. of his rebounds tonight were friggin' sick. Mm. Just you know, out just straight up and down, out battling, you know, over the top of Jokic, just snatching him out of the air, putbacks. I mean, he was a force tonight. He was a force. Yeah, especially battling Jokic, you know. I thought he held his own. Like those, He did those a great the, job. He did. Those days of the up fakes and him going straight to the bench because he picked up, you know, he's in foul trouble. I mean, he, he's – He's really he never fouls anymore. It's crazy. Right. Do you, you realize that? Like, do you remember those days? Especially against, like, the Joel Embiid and the Jokic's and the shit, the uh, Vucevic. Like, those kind of bigs that would stretch uh, – those stretch bigs that would, you know, force him to, to play defense at a higher level. And he would just get one up fake, and he was jumping through the roof. He couldn't wait to block his shot. So, he's showing a lot, a lot more patience on that end of the floor. And just his IQ, I, I think, has really shined through. You know, honestly, this past threat, this, this, this right? He's good. He's like, right? He's say, he knows it. He's looking for the opportunities. You saw a couple times, you know, one one with Jalen down low. He's like, up, up, up. You know, give it to me. Like he's, you know, he knows. Like, I, you know, I'm the thing. I, you know, you right. look for look right. for me, guys. You know, and he knows he got to run up that bit, floor. 
little bit yeah. more vocal about it. You know, he's looking, you know, he's really, I mean, it's really turned into a weapon for them. You know, like that, the play that... doesn't end at the block. You know, like that's what I love about Rod. Like he's, 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 he'll block the shot, but then his eyes are locked on that ball and he's, he's going for it to, to trigger the fast break. And if he does, he's going to run up the floor and try to end it. Like, like, oh, that's, how good was the break you tonight? Though. You can't teach that. You know, that's just natural. And Rob has that. Mm-hmm. They're playing with a lot more pace off that stops, off the stops too. And every time Denver oh, yeah. gave it away, the Celtics were right up the floor. Tatum's becoming part of it. I thought White made some tremendous plays on the break on the ball. That's an area of strength for him coming in. And this whole group is starting to realize we got to run. We got to make quick decisions in the half court. All the things Eme was telling them to overcome the lack of shooting. And then tonight, the lack of free throw shooting as well. Uh, they left oh, a lot man. of stuff on the table. Luckily, Denver was just a mess. I mean, Jokic turned it over nine times and early and often. And they took oh, yeah. advantage. Credit to them. Smart had like... Uh, uh, yeah, Jokic. Yeah, nine turnovers for Jokic was unreal. And right. smart yeah. in the passing lanes on. Smart him, had like eleven. To him. I swear, I thought and Smart he... had like ten steals. He ended up with what five or six? Five. Oh man, you talk about glued in on the game plan. He knew everywhere Jokic was going with the ball. Uh, another play, he fronted him and prevented the ball from getting to him entirely. Almost a tenth turnover on Jokic there. Smart had some shaky decisions to the middle portion of this game, but overall, defensively, passing, he was great again. And he scored at the rim a few times too on a, on a couple of drives. So I thought he was effective there. Uh, you know, he had a he, it, right. It wasn't perfect, but he had an all he had an he all had, around good he had game. A very good game. He had a good game. No. Yeah. It, both of them. I mean, really, you know, Jalen's the only one you can point at and be like, oof, you know, um, you know, that was rough. But I mean, look at it. You won a game where you shot 22% from three and missed eight free throws. Right. That's pretty good. You know, yeah, it is. there was a yeah. lot going against but them. They had, they had points in the paint tonight. You know what I mean? It, they they yeah. made a point to drive, to attack the basket. They made the extra pass a number of times tonight. And I don't know if that had to do with White out there, but I did see him make a couple of really nice passes while I was out there, even though he didn't get the assist on a couple of them. Um, so I think that's part of them being able to maybe better survive on those poor shooting yeah. nights. And we talked about the defense. I get it. They have They're playing like the best defense in the NBA. But I think offensively they'll be able to make up for poor shooting if they yeah. if they try to score in different ways. They they Ball. won't have to rely so much on outside shooting. Ball was moving. They can't the only time, have only time, shooting. <laughs> only time they jammed up, I thought, offensively was in that middle second stretch there when White and Smart were on the court at the same time, and then uh, White came off, and that closing unit just didn't finish well. That was the only time the offense really just jammed up, and they weren't. They looked out of sync. They weren't getting good shots. The ball wasn't moving. I thought the ball was moving pretty well for most of the game outside of that outside of that little stretch. Yeah, yeah, and to, I think a lot of what Sherrod said at the beginning is interesting in terms of what this team, as it's built now, is built to do. Because you could have gone out and gotten a shooter, an Eric Gordon type. Barnes, someone like that to try to solve all your shooting issues. But if you look at it and say, all right, one guy's not going to solve the fact that we just don't have a lot of shooting here. Let's lean into what we do really well. I, I don't know if that gets you where you need to go, but it's not a bad line of thinking. And doing things a different way, 
it's interesting, right? Because you kind of get in your head like what it looks like, a team that's going to go deep and win a championship and things like that. They're definitely trying to do this a different way this year at least, which is interesting to me. And especially into the future if they really don't have anything coming next. I- I'm intrigued because it, it, it's clear with Ime, right? He's still not playing Neesmith. Pritchard was hardly a part of this. He wants to go thin. He wants that was all really defense surprising. all the time. Uh, like he is, he, he may knows where he wants to go with this. And Brad's kind of like, all right, let's give him the tools and what he needs to do to pull this off. And we'll see how far he can carry this. I, yeah. I think they understand that the way this league is, is taking shape, you're not going to get many opportunities to build a big three. And if you look at the last five or six years, the Celtics have had multiple teams that had that type of core and they didn't, and they didn't have anything to show for it. Uh, and obviously injuries played a factor in disgruntled, you know, Kyrie not happy of being in Boston and all that other stuff. But the way that they're kind of putting some of the pieces together now, this is it is an alternative way of building your team. Uh, they're, you know, even though obviously they're, I think they have their own ideas. Some of what they're doing reminds me of what the Pistons did like years ago when they put that team that won a title together. And, and I think what people often forget about that crew was that they went to like five or six Eastern conference finals in a row. So, yeah. and they, last had, one. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they had like their core group, their, their big three, if you will, none of them were like top five, top 10, top 15 players in the NBA, but they were like top 20, top 25, top 30. The Celtics, that's to me that's the best path that they can take at this point because it's, unless you have the ability to get that third star which i don't think they are willing to put the assets together to get that guy i think they're going to try to do it this kind of win by committee approach just organically through play. the draft yeah or no, or, or, no, or John. Use, don't use those, use those picks no. To get that guys pissed, that play. all four Pistons defense, all right. That's how they're going to try to do this thing for this you, year. You got to do for something this year, in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Year, right? yeah, but you yeah, should, copy the outlier. I don't want this. I don't want this to be the core for the next two, three years. But for this season, no, I mean, no. this, is, this is a if good. They're playing, if they're playing with the, if they're playing the, the the best defensive team in the NBA, and this thing stretches until April. I mean. Who's, who's to say that they can't make a deep playoff run? When you have no, it's a nice ancillary benefit. You have way. two elite scores in Tatum and Brown, and sure, the the the, the Nets got a, a pair, and, and and so do the so do the Sixers. But you're still giving yourself a, a good yeah, chance. They got here. a like, pair. You could be a dark, <laughs> you could be a dark horse in the postseason, <laughs> and it's definitely Friday night. You could be a dark horse in the postseason, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and at least build a foundation know, guys. that guys can believe in. That Tatum I, and Brown can believe in. This is let, all about see. Tatum and Brown. Let's you know, see. As long as they're as long as they're dialed in and, and and they believe, and I think they do right now, and 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 what what this team with this roster looks like, then you're in good shape, or at least you're in better shape than we thought a couple of months ago when we thought that these two may not even like each other. Defense is effort, so you're 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 counting on these guys to bring it every single night. If that's how you want to win games, then you're gonna do it on effort. You know, you can't have these games where guys take nights off and don't show off, go into big funks. Offense is skill, defense is effort, and I mean that like in a general sense. Obviously, there are some right. extremely skillful defensive players individually. But when you're talking about it from a team standpoint, I mean, Sherrod's covered them, whether it's in Detroit or in Boston. Those those years that they won the title unbelievable defensive team that year and that was effort those guys wanted it more than any other team did so if you want it yeah you can make that run but i i mean yeah you want to talk about the last couple weeks yeah it looks like they're playing hard and playing well 
but I need to see it over a much longer stretch before I before I buy into that. And to, and to Brad's credit, it, to Joe Sway's point, I don't think like you're set up to really win this year. You can make a good run and do all the different kind of stuff. But to Brad's credit, to manage like the Kemba and different mistakes that they made and get talent in here and set yourself up to do stuff going forward while being pretty good and growing now, like balancing those four things at the same time is pretty impressive. And let me say this about Brad. I wasn't sure he was going to be in it for the long haul. I wasn't sure he was going to do a good job at this. He's done a pretty good job so far. You got to hand it to him. And a forward-facing move like this where you're giving up a pick and who knows when makes me more convinced than ever that he's going to be sticking Look, around. Here it's the, the anti-Danny. It's ballsy move. You know, like yeah. Brad, you know, for all, for, for all of us who thought, you know, guilty, 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 all they're going to do is save some money here. They're not going to take a big swing. It's a little – it's risky. They're not going to trade a piece. What, Jimmy, you thought they, they were? No, I'm going to let you finish. Then I was going to. Oh, I thought you were. Yeah. Uh, We all thought it'd be very conservative. Maybe a small move here. Cap saving. If they can move Schroeder for something that helps him, that was it. It's a big friggin' swing. So it's totally a departure from what Danny did. Everybody's been joking about, you know, hoarding picks like Danny. Yeah. I don't think Danny does this deal. No, no way. No, he doesn't. I mean, I mean, think about this. Brad just dumped damn near half his roster. I mean, that doesn't happen often in the NBA, and damn sure doesn't hasn't happened often around here. And all the moves he made, they made sense. I mean, they they he checked off. I mean, there's a and and again, this this franchise, you guys know this. They they want to win a championship like every other team does, but it means a lot more to these guys because they've done it so many damn times. There's a lot of boxes they got to check off before they they even can sniff a title. And I thought by getting rid of basically half your roster, they checked off quite a few boxes. They still got quite a few left, but at least you can see that they're, they're heading in the right direction with this roster and this team and the coach and, and Brad in, in his position as GM. I, I think yeah. we got to emphasize this too. And real quick, Jimmy, they were dead in New York a month ago in that next collapse to be back on their feet. pretty impressive. I'll take it one step further from what John said. And even Sherrod, I mean, I, I was even unsure if they were even going to let Brad Stevens make any moves because I still was wondering what Brad Stevens' actual role is. If it's if it's just a placeholder because Wicks just doesn't want to pay him to leave or if he's actually going to take on this role that came out of nowhere. I mean, we're talking about a guy that was supposed to be a head coach here, and now he's your GM, and it's kind of unprecedented, to be completely honest, and at least in this, the way it kind of folded, unfolded last season. So for me, it was to see him be able to make those moves tells me that Wick actually is going to plan on this guy being around for a bit. You don't let Brad Stevens trade your, or trade your 2028 pick if you don't think he's going to be around for a bit. Because otherwise, Brad Stevens might as well trade – 2027, 2026, 2029. I mean, why stop there? I mean, <laughs> right. That's not- the thing is like, you're not doing that for the next GM. You know what right. I mean? Is like, so that, that obviously says something. There's a lot of people who might've thought that he's a placeholder, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I'm done with that. Hey, I think he's I get, totally did he's, until yesterday. He's getting paid because he was getting paid and he's there to just kind of just manage the ship and hand it off later on and not do anything drastic and keep him under the, uh, Keep him under the uh, the tax. It's not the case. He took a huge swing. You know. Listen, I'm still dubious about the story. Oh, it was the succession plan, and Danny was stepping away, and that's no. it for him. No. But it can still work in a roundabout way. 
which is right. fine. The story is BS for sure. So cool. Anyway, big one on Sunday against Atlanta. Tuesday, they're going to see Philly and Harden's debut. The tests are going to keep rolling here. So it's this is definitely kind of a proof yeah. point for them. I would like to see it is a you know the on the small bummer side it is it is strange still seven man rotation we did say maybe the Romeo clearance was a path to Neesmith min, minutes um and <laughs> thinking he'd have to play some and it's still not there I wrote um, that so this you, morning I might just dump that piece in the trash <laughs> you know please don't everybody in the don't everybody in the chat freak out and say these guys love Neesmith we don't we just thought it well, the math worked out that way you know if it didn't uh, happen tonight it's not happening if it didn't happen uh, tonight it's not happening right I'm sure fans are exaggerating, but you know that uh, that 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 Celtics blog piece. People must be like, "Oh, well, would you, how you feel about White now?" You know, the knee-jerk reaction. I'm sure he's here. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of dunking, and if he comes out next game and goes one for seven from three, you know, yeah. everyone will be like, "Dude, he can't shoot." So like, everybody chill. <laughs> you know, and where again, we live in. Yeah. Just everybody chill. You know, in the meantime, game. enjoy it, Celtics fans. Exactly. Enjoy it. Big awesome game. start. Big win. Win against. I mean, there's no Murray, but it doesn't matter. That's who they've been all year. They've been a really it, good right. team. This they've year. been a really good team, and you beat them, and you and the MVP, right? And Jokic, like he's right up there. So. And that's the second game in a row. Remember last year, Jokic just kind of friggin' decided he didn't want to play against Boston. Uh, this is yeah. the second game in a row. He's oh, yeah. not given his a effort, you know, or not. Or either he's that gassed, or it got, man. Either I think, that or got I think he was away yeah. from him. Yeah. I think he was gassed. I think he was frustrated. I, I caught him a few times you know, after turnovers, obviously, but it was just like the shaking your head and holding it. it he like, is carrying I don't think so I've rattled. ever seen has a player ever carried the weight he does, John? I can't he's think not, of another. He's not that big, dude. No, not like weight on his body, weight of the team, <laughs> weight of the world. I thought you were calling him fat. He you used know. to be fat. He used, he used to, to be fat. <laughs> No, the, the like, responsibility on his shoulders. Yeah, he I has mean, a lot of it. Embiid sure. has a lot this year, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but, but Embiid had just some... a point guard. So now, Embiid now, had now, a lot this year. His reward is James Harden, though. Yeah. LeBron, no, it's, it's he, neck, LeBron it's neck and pretty neck. much every season. I, I would pick Embiid, but, man, when you talk about, like, most important to their team, when he's on the floor, they're great. When he's off, they die. It's unreal, this, like, on-off stats with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love it. What we also love, uh, discord, right? We love it yes. now. We'll be jumping in. Right I'm going to jump in there. I'm going to go hang out and, uh, you guys can yell at me. I'll um, hop in on the train. Some more. We, every, we, we keep it civil. We don't want people, you know, don't be mean to each other. Everybody, <laughs> it might get wild. Everybody it's be a happy nice. night. Yeah. No, that's good. It's good. But disagree with people. Don't call them names. Just be just let's just hang out. Okay. We don't well, want we don't want angry. Made fun in of there. you today, John. What happened today? Something happened to you? No, 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 no. I just don't want people just tearing <laughs> don't each hurt other apart. John's feelings. <laughs> no, I got no don't hurt each other. I, don't don't hurt each other. You can yell at me. You can call me anything. Um, but don't yeah, nothing don't, you haven't heard before. Yeah, don't 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 go at each other. Be nice to each other. Be nice to your neighbor, uh, but hang out there. Join it. The uh, the invite to our uh, garden room, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, group here on Discord is pinned in the chat. Um, so uh, access it that way. We've already got a couple hundred people who jumped in there, which is great. Uh, if you guys oh, want to nice. hang out, um, I'll hang out, um, chat with you a little bit. Um, like I said, yell at me all you want. Bobby might jump in. 
Uh, we'll see what happens, but we're going to give this a try and we're going to have this thing rolling uh, as just another thing we do. We'll also try to hop on spaces again sometime soon so we can chat with you guys. Bobby and I jumped on prior to the trade deadline. That was a ton of fun because that was like breaking news, like stuff was happening while we were on there. It was great. Yeah, um, we're going to we're going to let people into a, our normally private group chat. We're yeah, unleash it to the world here on Discord. <laughs> it is. Ooh, it, it, but what we ready. say, right? What's funny is like you know, we're like a twelve out of ten on the group chat, and we and we bring it way down for here. So <laughs> if you guys think Hurtful if you guys think some, if you guys think some of this stuff is outrageous, oh my god, don't you don't want to you don't want a window into what into the madness that goes on off of that. So again, check it out. We just put it up again. Garden Report has decided to join Discord. You should too. Stay in touch with us here. Get alerted. The special Download announcements. The app. There is the link. Download the app. All you kids are already on it. I know it. Um, everybody's doing it. So again, uh, check it out. We just popped it into the chat again. Um, so please uh, jump in there. Join us. Chat. Guys, final thoughts before we wrap? Keep the defense up. I don't want to hear any matinee excuses on Sunday. None of that. Just win. Yeah. Just win. My final thoughts. Um, Derek White, good first performance. I'll say that. Um, I think the hair. I think that. I think he might need to shave his head. I think the hair is kind of outrageous. I'll say I that love too. it. I love it. <laughs> the hairline is creeping back. Sherrod, you know, you you know what I'm talking about. Wow. Oh man, Jimmy, do, Jimmy, you don't want to go down that road, Jimmy. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> All I'm saying is when you talk about his hair, I, I think about him and Trey. Trey, who's yeah. going to be in the building. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, not sh- I'm not sure who needs to needs trim more, him or Trey. <laughs> no, Trey is a – It's close. That thing is – yeah. It's I close, think man. Hey, that it works is, for them. You know, don't don't change what's working for you. you know? That thing's receding. That is receding. Though. Yes. It. It's going to happen at some point. It's going to have to happen. Just come all like, over. I, I, like yeah, D, I, I like D. White's hair. I like D White's hair a lot. I like I like Marcus when he really puffs it out. I like all of that. Bring it. Bring the hair. I like the hair game. Hair's tight. But you love if you, you have hair. Cel- if you have that much hair, you should celebrate it. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. I'm glad it's they the got hair. It's the hair line. There's a big difference. Was, let me ask you this. We didn't get into this now. It was uh, De- Derek White played the last I think 17 minutes of this game. And again, it's just insane where, like, your closing lineup, your your starting lineup does not close games. Are, 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 you, are, you, are you convinced, guys, they stay with the Horford gotta... double big starting lineup or they put White in there at some point? Nope. They're, like, plus 30 for 100 with those starters. You, like, you just can't argue with it. <laughs> it's insane numbers. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I, I honestly, I, I thought they were going to maybe make the change tonight. It would have just been an easy one, but oh well. Yeah, I mean, just play with it until. Yeah, until what might be the what might be the six minutes? I don't get hung up yet. on starters as much. I just I'm. More, yeah, he's I'm he should play a lot. I didn't. Well, he played a lot. It's at the clearly end, the so closing lineup. Everyone yeah. said okay, because I mean, look, what were they doing before? They had started going to the Jay Rich closing lineup, and immediately on night one, with no preparation at all, White slid in and not only closed, he played the last quarter and a half um you know straight through so that's clearly the closing lineup there i mean uh you know most nights and you know it was good it was good they held them 
You know, they held them. What was the final tally in the second half? Uh, they held 42 them to 42 points or something. Yeah. And it was a 21-16 closing yeah. run from those five. Yeah, can't can't argue with that. You know, it. Uh, that's that's how they're going to win. So anyway, again, we're going to go hang out, chat with you guys a little bit. We're going to peace out. Thanks for hanging. Another really good audience tonight. We had great, uh, yeah. great numbers. A lot of people here with the trade deadline. Everybody was jacked up to see the moves. Um, D white phenomenal debut slid right in. Okay. Slid right in <laughs> D white. He's our guy. D white in the house. Yeah. He's our guy. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe we get a Daniel Tice sighting on Sunday. Ooh, wouldn't that be a treat? We'll maybe a Cornette sighting. Maybe happening. a Cornette sighting. All of these knuckleheads will be at the Garden again. Um, so we will see you there before Super Bowl Sunday. So, of course, what better way to hang out? Perfect lead up to the game. Watch the Celtics. Watch us. Watch the Super Bowl. Watch Joey Burrow. You don't even have to watch the Super Bowl.